the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Thanks for listening to the show. I am Rob Black. It is Rob Black and your money. I have committed, yes, to start another podcast. Rob Black and Your Money will be the daily Monday through Friday, roughly one hour of content. It'll have a market open. It'll have the stories of the day. It'll have a feature or two, maybe email. But the other show is going to be called The Rob Black Show. And that'll be more of a listen to on Saturday and listen to on like Tuesday while you're driving. You can see the new logo if you go to Facebook or YouTube. YouTube, type in Rob Black Show, and you'll see the new logo. I'm very important. Twitter has a new logo at Rob Black Show. If you go to Facebook, there's a website or group called Rob Black Show. You can join that, and as it gets updated, I'll post everything cross-promoted. Today, I would like to do a Facebook video, Facebook Live. If I get around to it, just basically summing up the jobs numbers and summing up what I expect for summer. That'll be more of a, a, reg, a seasonal forecast versus anything else. The Rob Black Show, which is going to be the weekend podcast, will probably have a market expert, an economist or a strategist, maybe a financial planner, talking about bigger topics like women in investing, college planning, um, granular data on the economy. So there are going to be different vehicles. In the end, I'm on a radio station right now that I love. I adore Salem. I think they do a very nice job of letting me do my job, and I, I, I dig it. But down the road, they may change formats. They may say, hey, you know, we're going to play rock and roll. So I do want to get that podcast world kind of well-defined while I have the radio station working with me on it. I think that all makes sense. But I'm not 100% positive. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. That'll be the website that unites them all. So tell a friend. I promise if you listen, I will do everything I can to help you become a better investor. Doesn't always work like that, but I promise I will try. We owe you because we learn from you. Thank you. I'm not quite sure what that meant, but it is what it is. Back a hundred years ago, Britain went through what was called a bicycle bubble. We are going through a non-fungible token bubble right now. Where I love Rob Gronkowski. He's a big, stupid oaf of a football player. I'm guessing he's got an IQ somewhere around 60 or 70, which is fine. He dances in a funny way. He makes people giggle. I like it. He's a nice distraction. But I don't know if he should be selling... I don't know if we should be buying non-fungible tokens of him spiking a ball at a football game that he promises we'll never be seen again. That just seems like a bubble to me. Um, I once had the opportunity to speak to... In England, what they call them is lecturers at Queen's University in Belfast. A man named William Quinn. And he talked to me a lot about bubbles. Boom and bust. He's the author of that book. A history of financial bubbles going back to 1929. 
And bubbles tend to happen when there's cheap money. Wait, that's an interesting concept right there. Are you talking about when the 10-year treasury is low? Yeah, I'm talking about when the 10-year treasury is low. But also when the government's sending out checks. I worked with someone in radio a couple years ago who was in his 20s, and he thought he was going to be the king of investing, but he was going to do it with like $20. So to him, it was more of a game that passed the time. To me, it's more about getting your retirement so you can live from age 60 to 100 with some level of dignity. But bubbles tend to happen when money's cheap. And it's interesting to think about, like, when mortgages are cheap, we tend to buy more homes. We tend to overextend ourselves. And we've been in an era of, I would say, about 25 straight years of, of lower and lower and lower and lower and lower mortgages. And guess what's happened in the last 25 years? 25 years ago, when I got a mortgage, I was getting a one mortgage for 10%. Now, I was getting one mortgage for 8% and a second mortgage for 10%. They don't even, I don't even think they do second mortgages anymore. A second mortgage was a way of coming up with a down payment without actually coming up with a down payment. You just took out a loan that was at 10%. In the last 25 years, as those rates have gone from 8 to 10% down to 3 to 4%, we've seen just a crazy run on real estate. It's not that you're smart. It's that the rates are low. Same thing with tech stocks. I don't know if I'm that smart. It's that the cost of money is really low. I'm not worried about non-fungible tokens causing the next financial crisis. But the mortgage market, cheap mortgage has led to, let's give everyone a mortgage. Let's give people a mortgage who can't possibly pay it back a mortgage. The cheap money caused a problem. In the 1800s, there was a, a bicycle. You may not think of the bicycle as a non-fungible token. You may not think of it as a tech stock. But it was a massive, massive innovation for the relatively reliable and affordable transportation needs. It kicked off a mania. I know what you're saying. I, I know about the tulip mania. I didn't know there was a bicycle mania. Yeah. In Britain, a lot of bicycle manufacturers came public, posting soaring stock prices, and then they collapsed. Some of the bicycle pioneers are still around. Bubbles do tend to create some winners, but a lot of losers come with them as well. Think of like the dot-com era. Google and Yahoo still standing. No, not Yahoo. Google. But what's interesting about Yahoo, Melissa Mayer, she came into the company when it was a $15 billion company, and by the time she left, it was less than $5 billion. And she walked with one-third of a billion dollars in compensation. That's crazy. Mickey Drexler, who invented The Gap, and The Gap was basically a clothing store. Um, for it, He basically bought a record store, turned it into a clothing store, gave really big fitting rooms, a couple other innovations there. He earned his billion dollars as someone who invented a concept that was totally unique and totally new. He also came up with Capri Pants. Mickey Drexler's a wild dude. In my opinion, like he's a fashion designer who wears jeans, a black leather jacket, and a white t-shirt every day. And like yet he can come up with capri pants, which who doesn't like the look of capri pants? As long as it's not on a man, like it's not a male fashion, in my opinion. But heck, why not? Let's go shuck some oysters. Um so bubbles are brought about by cheap money. And when I told you that I had a guy who was 25 years old who thought he was gonna be like this great investor. He wasn't using real money. He wasn't using $100,000. He was using government checks during the stimulus. And he was doing like $20 at a time, which is great for a 20-year-old guy to learn how to, to win and fail. But if you think you're going to get rich doing that, eh. Until meme stocks came along. And now my theory is all broken about can you become rich with a little, very little money. But there's only two meme stocks that have done this, AMC and GameStop. And I still want to invest in, even with your money. And that's the cheapest money there is. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. I come.
Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Portions of our programming are brought to you by our good friends at Provident Credit Union. With 21 Bay Area locations to serve you and your banking needs, visit ProvidenceCU.org. Now back to Rob Black and Your Money with your host, Rob Black. On the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, invested in more. One of the headlines I like this morning is Las Vegas presses its luck in the post-pandemic era. Las Vegas is coming back to life. The casinos are humming at the Venetian. All over the Las Vegas Strip, slot machine players, some wearing masks, hope to get lucky. You get that terrible, gross smell of cigarettes wafting through the casinos. Machines are lined up again, close to one another. You get the Italian restaurants in the Venetian, which, eh, I'm not going to knock Vegas. I'm going to say the food's great. Sports gambling is fun if that's your thing. Like you can do it like on a Super Bowl weekend or go for the March Madness. But isn't it weird? We're talking about reopening up and we're almost salivating. I got a little dribble, a spit on the side of my mouth. Las Vegas is shaking off the pandemic grip and it's staging a rebound. Should you invest in MGM? They've got the most hotel rooms on the strip. They set a monthly record with 1.3 million nights booked for this year and into 2022 on a gross basis. So they're coming back. People want to go on vacation. And interesting that Sin City of Las Vegas is the destination most popular with Americans for vacation. And the first time you walk the strip and you see Darth Vader and Chewbacca, you're like, those are pretty decent costumes, all things considered. And you're like, I'm going to get my picture taken with them. And the guy hits you up for like 20 bucks <laughs> after the picture's done. He's holding your camera. Fully vaccinated MGM guests and employees no longer have to wear masks. But those who aren't vaccinated must don masks. Something tells me they're not going to do a good job of screening people who've been tested and not. But the flying trends are coming back. Visitor volume for 2020 was probably about 30% of what it was for 2019. And after plunging during the pandemic, air travel to and from Vegas is rebounding. Is MGM something you would invest in? I don't know. I can't answer that for you. I can tell you Vegas is having just as much of a labor shortage issue as the rest of the United States in hotel and leisure. Although the jobs created that we saw yesterday um, showed a lot of hospitality, a lot of lodging, 400,000. So that could come back quite nicely. AT&T is offering Cisco's WebEx calling to 1 million enterprise users. I bring this up because AT&T was once a very big company. And boy, has that been mismanaged down into almost nothing. Uh, To the point that they've done, they bought DirecTV, they lost billions. They bought Time Warner, they lost billions. Like, they're not very good at buying other companies. And yet CEO Randall Stevenson can walk with a billion dollars. I don't like that. I don't like CEOs being rewarded for destroying shareholder value. Don't like it at all. Now, another stock that is opening up, in my opinion, as an opening up play is McDonald's. It's not a very common one to think about. McDonald's did pretty well in the United States during the pandemic uh, because they had drive throughs and people kind of liked that. 
Um, is that an investment for you? I used to like guffaw or pasha McDonald's, but I won't do that anymore. If you take a look at a chart of McDonald's, it's made a lot of people really, really wealthy in their financial lifetime. I look at your financial lifetime as essentially 20 to 100. Your work lifetime is 20 to 60 in my mind. Is LeBron going to the Olympics? That's the big story today. Now that he's out of the NBA playoffs, he certainly could be looking for something to do. Back to McDonald's. Stock is at an all-time high. Wow. It's not at all-time high. All-time high is 238. It's 232. But you could have bought this stock in 1988 for $5. And then you jump forward to 1998. It's $30. And then you jump forward again and forward again. And it gets all the way up to $230 in the last 35 years. That's pretty impressive. And again, it's easy to knock because you're like, aren't they the company that murders lots of cows? Yes. When you take a look at the PE, it's very high, trading at 33 times earnings. But when you take a look at next year's PE, it's trading at about 27 times. But in Europe, they shut down a lot better than they did in the United States as far as McDonald's goes. And that's of note. Again, do I want you to pursue this aggressively? No. Oh, I got off track. Um, I wanted to talk about AT&T's and Cisco's WebEx. They had all the baby bells. Don't you think AT&T probably could have come up with a platform for enterprise uh, telephony? And they didn't do it. It's just mind-boggling to me. Coming up, I'm going to talk about a video game stock. And I'm going to surprise you with how much I like it. There's three that I could think of that I think are great long-term investments. Because we learned in the pandemic that over 40% of adults in America play video games. And the number's growing. The new Sony PlayStation 5 is very powerful. The new Microsoft Xbox Series X is very powerful. There's going to be a lot of new games introduced in the next five years. And I've got one company who is a massive franchise. And I like the franchises more so than the, the sports. We'll talk about that when we come off break. Whoa, I'm Rob Black whoa, talking whoa, to all things whoa. financial. It's the Rob Black and Your Money Podcast. You can catch Rob Black every weekday morning on AM 1220 KDOW from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Listen online at KDOW.biz. Portions of our programming are brought to you by our good friends at Provident Credit Union. With 21 Bay Area locations to serve you and your banking needs. Now, back to Rob Black and Your Money with your host, Rob Black. On the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDOW. So there's a big, 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 big trade show that happens in Vegas. It didn't happen in Vegas. It happened online this year. It's the E3. It stands for Electronic Entertainment Expo. Um, I guess it was done at... I'm sorry. I said Vegas. I should have said LA. I'm confusing. There was one other big electronic show out of Vegas, but I don't want to dwell on it because I don't have it in my head right now. But you get a lot of announcements about video games. I'm a big fan of investing. I'm a big fan of investing in what we're consuming. So if there's a one in 10 chance you're going to go to McDonald's today, I'd consider investing in McDonald's. If there's a good chance you're going to come home and sit on the couch and you tend to only buy things from Pottery Barn, I'd consider investing in someone like a William Sonoma. 
as we own homes, um, paint, there's no shame in owning Home Depot. I, I can't imagine a scenario where they fail in your investment lifetime. Could happen. I once said that about GE, and GE is no longer the company that they used to be. I never said that about IBM because I think IBM has always sucked. But they're no longer the company they used to be either. So I invest in a lot of things that we spend money on. Last year, the stay-at-home trades did very well, things like Best Buy. Do I think we've bought in or bought enough microphones and cameras and keyboards and monitors to work from home? I do. Now that Apple has said we want people to come back magical. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, or something like that. It's going to be a three-day week, and they're going to try to give a lot of leeway. You're not going to need the computers at home as much because you're going to have computers at work, which, to me, suddenly I'm going to be a little bit more interested in Dell as the computers that sat there for the last 18 months aged. It's the reopening versus the stay-at-home. This isn't rocket science to figure out. When I went to the gym 20 years ago, you look around and you see everyone's wearing Nike clothes. It's a no-brainer investment in my mind. Now, when I say no-brainer, that sounds like it's too good to be true. It sounds like you can't lose money. And I should say, consult a broker advisor for taking action on any stocks I ever mentioned on the show. But you get you get where I'm going at. And back in 2006, 2007, you started seeing Apple iPods. And then you saw Apple phones. And yeah, you'd see a Google phone. You'd, you'd see a, a, a random Nokia or Motorola phone. But more and more people were buying Apple. And I was like, you know, I just... I got to make this my largest position. So I went from a position to it is by far my largest position because I saw how ubiquitous it was at the gym. When I first wore my AirPods and people were like, what are those? I'm like, ah, you'll be wearing them in about a year. And now everyone wears them, even though we lose them. And even though Apple makes a phone that is easily breakable. Do you remember the good old days back in the 1980s when you had a, a phone in your house that had a cord on it and you'd like talk to your boss and you're like, You'd be like, I'm sick today. I can't come in. I can't come in. <laughs> I can't come in. He goes, you need to come in or you're going to get fired. And you're like, okay. And then you slam down the phone. You can't slam down your phones anymore. Otherwise, it's $1,200 gone. <laughs> so I invest in things that I see us consume. Now, again, there's some areas where I'll break that rule. I never was attracted to Safeway because I, although I know we consume food and I know that we die if we don't eat food, I know you're saying you're pretty smart, Rob. Thank you. I was smart enough to look at the margins of the company. There just isn't a lot of margins in groceries. And then you'd see something like a Whole Foods come along and charge a whole paycheck, no discounts ever. And you're like, whoa, that's where the margins are in food. And that was the investment of the two. So one area that I see is bigger and bigger and bigger. I know 20-somethings that are, they're videots. They, they, all they do is video games. They don't date. They, they, they socialize on the internet. They socialize on the videos, on the video games. So interact, interactive entertainment stocks are a thing. New title launches can help nail down expectations. There's one company that I like very much right now, Take-Two Interactive and Activision. I own Activision. Um, executives at Take-Two kind of outlined what they're going to be doing for the next three to five years. And I like it a lot. They did this at E3. I got to listen to a call. Take two plans to launch 93 games over the next five years with roughly 33 games coming within the next three years. The new platforms are out. You've got Nintendo Switch. You've got Sony PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. 
And they plan to come out with 93 games over the next five years, 33 over the next three. Now, some of those games will get canceled, no doubt. There's an abundance of an opportunity here. I can't figure out how there's not an abundance to grow net bookings and earnings. Ticker symbol is TTWO. TTWO. Launching big video games can be a challenge even for the most well-funded, sophisticated players in the industry. If you take a look at a game like Call of Duty at the end when you finish the solo single-player campaign, The Crawl. Um, I've been featured in, in movie theater crawls, just so you know. I feel good about that. I worked on a couple movies. And after the movie in the theater, I waited for my name on The Crawl. And The Crawl was like nine minutes. It was a nine-minute crawl in a movie. That's how many people work on movies. Same thing in video games. But while I was in the movie theater, and my name finally comes up, I go, Woo! That's me! That's my name! And there was like 500 names on the screen at that point in time. Just showing you that. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of a big deal. Anyhow, launching video games has a lot of people involved. It, they have crawls. It takes a long time to make a big game. But video games way outsell movies. So when you think about the biggest movies of all time, they're nothing compared to video games. It's not quite the Avatar franchise, but it's it's in that world. So when you see a game like, um, how shall we put it, Grand Theft Auto 5, GTA 5, that's pulled in billions and billions and billions of dollars. And it's still going strong. Take-Two makes it. At some point in time later this year, it looks like they're going to come out with a GTA V remastered for the new consoles. Probably throw in some new content, but probably not a lot. They're milking a, a, a game that's eight years old. And that's like old Bessie the cow. It's like, hey, old Bessie. And she's like, I'm 92 years old. I don't have any milk left in me. But Grand Theft Auto's got milk. And then next year, Grand Theft Auto Six. And they say probably going to be in South America because they've done kind of an L.A. copycat in Miami. They could go to Europe, which has much more interesting um, countries. Like you could suddenly be robbing banks in Italy, robbing banks in the Swiss Alps. You could go to Europe, but a lot of people think the betting money is because there's a drug culture in South America that's a little bit more, how shall we say, sensationalized on television than in reality. But that's where the franchise, and I, I can't wait to see it. I've never played Grand Theft Auto. I, I watch it. And believe it or not, there's an investment in watching video games. A company called Twitch. Twitch, you can go to right now, twitch.com. Amazon owns them. And you can watch people play video games. And that's all I need. Like, I don't have to play. My, my reflexes are probably slower now. Uh, but I do like to see, like, oh, what's the storyline of this? Because the stories are just as good as the stories in movie theaters. Now, again, I know a lot of you are snobs and looking down on me like, you're an idiot. Well, screw you. I got more money than you. And I got it by investing in game names like Activision, Electronic Arts, NVIDIA, AMD, um, Take-Two. Like, there's a lot of money to be there. Take-Two's large batch of forthcoming games will afford the company a large chance of growing significantly its net bookings and earnings. The company has said it expects to make about $3.2 to $3.3 for the current year. Um, consensus is that its adjusted earnings, I think that doesn't really matter to you. Um, but that's a lot of games coming down the pipe. And, okay, let's think about competition. Microsoft makes games for sure. Amazon, I think, could buy Activision Electronic Arts or 
take two. They're the independent studios. And you know, Amazon just bought MGM. They could do it. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be nothing but a thing. Apple could do it. It would be nothing but a thing. And that's a scary damn thing to say out loud. Apple, Google, Microsoft are so big, Amazon included, that they could buy MGM. A hundred-year-old studio being acquired by 20-year-old companies sometimes. Weird. If Amazon makes James Bond the high school years, people are going to freak out. How did we ever... So, video games are growing faster in Hollywood. And you look at people like Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt, and you're like, I want to be them. No, no. You want to be the guy from Red Theft Auto. You want to be the dude from uh, Red Dead 2. You want to be a cowboy. My opinion, consider video games. So, work arise before you actually any stocks ever mentioned on the show. I'm Rob Black. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Is this Springsteen? Isn't he like 75 years old coming out with new music? Is that impressive? I don't know if I like it, but it is impressive. He's not a, a spring chicken anymore. I'm not practicing ages. I'm, I'm just reminding you that you too, at some point in time, are going to be 75, but you probably won't be making music. You might. You probably won't be making a lot of money making music is what I'm getting at. I plan to work till 60, and then I'll be honest with you. I grew up playing professional soccer. I was always on clubs. I was always on a traveling team. In college, I was on a uh, university. My knees and my hips are going to be bad as I get older. I already have joint pain, and I'm only just 50, right? So that's a problem for me. I'm a little older than 50, but I'm a little vain about my age. I don't understand that. I'm 87 years old. I've been around since dirt was born. That's Bruce Springsteen on his album. That's the last song that he plays. You're darn tootin'. Oh, I never got to talk about this earlier today. I brought it up and I dropped the ball because my mind sometimes scatters. But Burger King's new King chicken sandwich is available starting today. Where's the beef? It includes a hand-breaded chicken filet, pickles, and a signature sauce served on a potato bun. I already don't care. But I'm glad that we're talking about McDonald's chicken wars with Burger King chicken wars with Popeye's Chicken Wars, with Shake Shack Chicken Wars, it feels way better than talking about COVID infections. With that said, it is heartbreaking how bad things are happening in Asia right now with COVID. Particularly, no doubt about it, India. It's an area that got messed up with politics, where some people said don't get the shot, some people said do get the shot, and they invited it right back into their lives. After successfully shutting it down, it came roaring back. That's one thing that I'm, I'll always be mad at Trump about. My mom died. And at one point in time, he said, it's no big deal. It'll be over in a week. That's You can't defend that. we got to have better leadership. I don't know if we have it right now, but you, you got to look for leadership. When it comes to your portfolio, it's going to fall on you, or it's going to fall hopefully on a CFP. I like the CFP designation, Certified Financial Planner. Personally, there's a lot of things I don't like about Chad Burton, but I love that he's a CFP. Personally, there's a lot of things Chad doesn't like about me. We're very different human beings, but I respect the CFP designation enormously. 
as far as leadership and portfolios go. I get it. I think we do need it. I hit on a lot of topics on this show, um, and I, I bounce around quite a bit. Listen to this. It's talking about bouncing around. At least three U.S. homes have recently sold for over a million dollars over asking. Is that not nuts? Two barrier homes and one D.C. home. The sales are symptomatic of a frenzied market driven by surging demand and low interest rates. Can you imagine about not caring you see a home for sale? 3.4 million and you bid 4.5 million to get it. And you don't even know if anyone else bid 4.2, 4.1, 4.0, 3.7. .7. You don't even know. In California, there was a home listed for 1.3 million in Berkeley. It went for 2.3 million on 29 offers. Oh my, my, my. In just 10 days. Fascinating to me. A um, lot going on in this world, right? Bitcoin today. Let's take a look at the markets. Oh, oh, oh. Um, I saw I saw something that I wanted to get to, and I'm going to try to get to real quick here. Um, Ken Fisher publishes a lot of crap. I'm not a big Ken Fisher fan. Um, his investment advisory business, they tend to give people 100 stocks, and I think that's about 80 too many. His investment advisory business has had a lot of arbitration because they make you sign a deal with them that says, you can't sue us, we'll arbitrate. When they make a mistake because they don't get to know you or they put your grandmother in something like um, GameStop and she loses money, that's when you go to arbitration. You're like, that's not appropriate for an 85-year-old grandmother. I'm not saying that's what Ken Fisher does. I'm not trying to slam him. I'm just saying I don't really like his business model. Um, but he came out with a list of the top 10 growth stocks. Or the five best growth stocks for the next 10 years. It doesn't, when I look at the list, there's nothing innovative about it. Alphabet, Google, Amazon, and Apple are the top three. Now I get it. The big can get bigger. But that's not exactly brain surgery, rocket science kind of information, is it? I, I want to look at electric vehicles. Because when we go, as we're going from 3% penetration in the United States, the Ford F-150 truck is the coolest damn thing I've seen in a while. You could run your home for three days off of it. So it's a generator. That's fascinating to me. I like, I'm going to, honey, I'm going to buy a generator just in case we lose power this year during the drought. There's going to be wildfires. Nah, just go buy an F Ford F-150 electric. That's fascinating to me. I think electric vehicles are going to way outpace Apple over the next five, 10 years. But that's just me. I own shares of Apple and I, electric vehicles are a no brainer in my mind. Too many states, too many governments are mandating them. You have an electric vehicle play? Should be your sexiest play. Should also have something boring like McDonald's or Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola is good enough for Bill Gates. It's good enough for you in my mind. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com.